You're listening to Mysteries and Beliefs Podcast, the show where we discuss a multitude of mind-boggling topics like the paranormal, conspiracies, extraterrestrials, and anything mysterious. If you have a story to tell or just want to add to the conversation, send your thoughts to jwcarterfilmworks at gmail.com or join the Facebook group, Mysteries and Beliefs Podcast with John Carter. See you on the other side. Hello and welcome back for episode 20. First order of business, I'd like you to follow me on Spotify and subscribe on iTunes. This has been a long-awaited guest who was on the show. Special guest. Two weeks ago, which I wanted on the show earlier to tell some stories about the house her and Lisa grew up on. So and everybody clap your hands for our special guest. Hi, special guest. Hey, how you doing? Uh, are we going to introduce or are you going to introduce yourself? It's a lady that needs no introduction. She's the amazing, the illustrious, the infamous Cherie Johnson. Okay. Welcome. Too long. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much for showing time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We're back again, again for episode she number 20. Say hi. Well, you, you, you took too oh, long. She sorry. did say hi and you okay, took too long. Sorry. But we're back again for episode 20. <laughs> we hi, did everyone. a three part series of. Near-death experiences, we did the afterlife, um, what reincarnation and past life regression, and we're back to doing something paranormal. So we're going to hear some stories about the house in Virginia. I mean, we live in Virginia, so we kind of keep everything here. I live in D.C. <laughs> anyway. Sheesh. So we're in Virginia. We're in that house. When you guys lived in this house, how old were you? Each of you. Let's see. I don't know. Um, I moved in at the age of 11. Okay. And I, I have no clue. We, so we she continue. was about four. About I, four. I know, hold on. Before we continue, you're throwing out those dates. So, you know, women aren't supposed to tell our age, right? Oh, I don't mind telling my age. I, I'm, I'm 56, pushing 80. Okay. <laughs> so. I am 28 and forever will be. So there's oh, that. I'm a, I'm a silver fox. I'm proud As of it. As my daughter walks by and side eyes me. <laughs> That's so, my mini me walking past it you, is, by the way. It truly is. Yes. So again, so you had were about four years old when you guys lived in this house. Maybe. Who knows? Okay. And yeah. you were about 11 years old. I was about 11 when I moved in because they lived there for a couple of years before I moved in. Okay. You two guys have quite a few brothers and sisters who lived in a house at that point. How many? Okay. You don't have to give names. I'm but... not going to give names. So um, at that time, there were seven siblings and our parents. So nine. Wow. Nine, nine people. people in this house. Yeah. Before we tell stories, how many of the siblings had paranormal experiences in this house? Seven out of seven. Yes. So everybody did? Yes. Everybody. Now, I... But if you ask one brother... He doesn't remember. He doesn't I, remember I, I, He doesn't remember anything. No, so I already know who that is. Right. He has selective memory. Anyway. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. So, except for that he does remember the, the old man that bit him in the head. I mean, the old, not the bit him in the head, but the old man in the closet. Yeah. He remembers that. So. That might be about that, it. That's pretty much the only thing that he remembers yeah, from right. that. Wow. So, I've heard some of the stories, but I haven't heard all of the stories or accounts mm -hmm. of the stories 
in that house. Which is too long for this show, but we can definitely give you some. What we're going to do is just sum up some of the experiences. You can't go through how many ever years you guys lived in the house and tell every single story. We want to focus on something that was more impactful or memorable. There you go. All of them were very memorable. I mean, I know they're memorable, but some are stand out more than others. Right. And some have more more lingering effects than, than the others on specific siblings yeah. yes yeah <laughs> we know that let's <laughs> reference the hat man but okay yes. outside of that yes if you guys didn't hear it you can go back a couple few episodes maybe about 10 episodes lisa told a story about the hat man if you're into the hat man listen to that story this is the house that they lived in so now put us in the house okay anyone of you sure okay so the house um, was in a uh, typical suburban neighborhood right off of Route 50 and actually on Fenwick Road um, if, in Northern Virginia, in Northern Virginia, Falls Church <laughs> area. So if you're facing the house, the house um, was a uh, brick colonial, um, but it wasn't a large one. This was a house that's built along my understanding that the Tremont neighborhood was built primarily originally for military families. Right. So every house looked exactly like the next house. You had a front door with a window or two windows on either side of the front door in front of the, our house. There were, if you're standing out on the street looking, you had the sidewalk going up to the door. There were two huge pine trees that actually were taller than the house itself on either side of the sidewalk that took up almost the entire front yard on either side. Driveways to the left, dirt driveway, no garage. When you walk up to the door, there was a closed-in uh, porch, porch. Mm-hmm. with a kind of steeple-shaped roof. And this is the front of the house? This is the front of the house, yeah. and it had... It's Those, gone now. The, the porch is gone. The yeah. house is still there. Um, and it had the the porch had windows on it that you crank open, so they kind of opened up yeah. like a, a accordion like an upward level. Um, you enter the front door, and you're in the living room. If you look to your left, the windows to the front door facing the yard. And to your left on the outer wall was two more smaller windows and in between a fireplace. Go straight ahead and you're in the dining room, which had a window looking out to the side of the house to the um, to the the driveway and then a window that looked in the backyard. To your right. Sorry about that. To your right is a door that took you to the basement. And then you take a few more steps. There's another doorway that took you into the kitchen, uh, which was a some kind of like a galley like t- kitchen but yeah. it was just everything was just on one wall and then to your left there was a door that would have gone out to the backyard but there had been an addition built on the back like a, a porch an enclosed, a, an enclosed porch. porch on the back um and then another porch off the porch <laughs> remember that little kind of square area yeah yeah it was like a, they, where they, mom they, put all her plants when they weren't inside yeah so, yeah, it was like they, they called themselves trying to screen in or close in the entrance to come in from the back. So the rickety steps. Yeah, very <laughs> rickety steps. Um, then you come back out and go to the living room. 
you're standing at the front door. You would look to your right, and there's like a little walkway, like going into a hallway entrance, and there's a doorway that was at an angle that went into a very large bedroom with windows facing out to the front yard and a window facing out to the side of the house. Whose room was that? Everybody's. At different times, different people. So we played musical bedrooms a lot growing up. And there's reasons for that, but I'll get into that later. Turn slightly left, uh, go past that door, look to your left. There's a stairwell going upstairs. Immediately to your right is the door that went into my parents' bedroom and go another foot and you were at the bathroom. And right next to the bathroom and in between the door going to the upstairs was a small linen closet. Open the door and walk up the stairs which would have been technically to the attic area. It had been finished off into bedrooms. Um, Attics are no good. (laughs) And we we used to sleep up there. Yeah, Yeah. we talked about that previously twice. Yeah. So that was an L shape. When you first walk up the stairs, it was a big bed, big area. There was a, um, instead of uh, handrails or baluster going across the stairs at the top, they had built-in bookshelf. So when you walk up the stairs, you went around the white bookshelf and then there was a door and that door led into another larger room with windows facing the front and the side. The there house was is all mixed up. Yeah. So it was like a big like you, you kind of walk up the stairs, make yeah. a turn and come and you're in the other room. But to the right side of the stairwell, there was a closet that you could walk through from either room. Triangle shape. So almost. it made it almost like a you could walk upstairs and make a complete circle. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's where the old man was. Yeah. So, yeah, the old man was in that closet. And that was the closet that our older brother slept in and, and started listening to the exorcist and drawing crazy pictures. That's so, another time for another day. <laughs> so right. what year was this house built? So that house was built in. 20, um, no, I think it was built like in the 30s oh, okay. or maybe the 40s. But. I remember my mother saying that she never thought she would live in that house, that she remembered driving past it in a funeral procession and looking at it, and that the the weeds were so high that it covered the roof. They were higher than the roof. And that an old um, military- So I guess you got it cheap. Right. I think so. The, it was an old military general or someone that lived in the house. Um, he, I think he had one or two kids, but his wife passed, and when his wife died- he went into a deep depression and really rarely left the house. But did she die in that house? No, he died in the house. Oh, but she did. She did not. He died in the house mm. upstairs in that attic. Told you. And Attics fit, are no good. <laughs> yes. And he fit the description of the story that you all talked about before of the man that my brother that doesn't believe in anything saw. So who had the first experience in the house? Everybody. Uh, no, you can't say everybody because somebody <laughs> should have noticed something first. So my mother said that she just felt uneasy in the house. And my first experience of seeing something, one of my mother's aunts was visiting. She was the aunt that I lived with for most of my earlier years. And she was sitting on the sofa with her back to the window. And my mother was sitting on a chair facing her. I had come out of the kitchen through the dining room into the living room. And there was a football on the floor. And the ball just moved. 
it bounced across the floor with no one touching. We it. all had that experience. So it was sitting just sitting, sitting still. on the floor in front of the fireplace. And it just started to. It move. just started. I wasn't bouncing. there at that time, but I was there the other time. The football was there. So my mother blamed it and said it was my oh. aunt <laughs> that my aunt did it. So, but was your aunt near the? No, my aunt wasn't near it. Oh yes, okay, I was there. It picked up and kind of flipped. I picked up, yeah, and flipped, and she never came back to our house. No, after. she didn't come back to the house Ever. after. But she has horrible horse. I mean, in her own house, so yeah, yeah. So the football started to move, and then it that just football lifted moved. up, lift up, it, it lifted flipped. up, up as if somebody picked up picked it up and dropped it and it just kind of bounce, bounce, bump across the floor and nobody was near it. Nobody. Yeah. And we, I, I, were we like, Oh, that it kind of just happens. I don't, I think we are more, I don't so know because, that we I were. Mean, it sounds like besides your aunt, everybody brushed that off as, you know, well, like I don't know said, that we just, brushed it off. No we one, just kind of, yeah. I was like, what the, and mom looked at me and told me just with the, her eyes that kind of looked like, shh, Right. And mom was freaking out herself, sort of. But it was more so that she thought that my aunt had done it because there were weird things that always happened around this particular aunt. Oh, yeah. Hmm. She had a bad omen or no, but weird things moved she did in it, her house. She did it in <laughs> no, her mind yes, or she brought that. something with her. She, My mother didn't know. She was like, I don't know. If if she brought something with her or she did that with her, with her mind, but either <laughs> wow. way, she was, was the all knowing anyway. So it would not surprise me. Yeah. She just knew stuff. She knew I was pregnant. She just, she knew. Yeah. Okay. She did. Mama didn't even know. And mama knew always when I was pregnant. So those are, that's, that's a small one, but I mean, did, did it just kind of progress over time or it, it just was random. So it was just random things at first. Like you'd be sitting in the living room and, you know, we might be sitting there playing Monopoly or something. And all of a sudden you'd hear cabinet doors open. Uh, I mean, what about your yeah. dad? Dad. Okay. So I know he probably wasn't home as much. I, no, he I know he worked a yeah. lot. So dad tried not to really pay too much. And he wasn't one that talked much. He was yeah. really, really super quiet. Very. He, he hardly ever spoke. Let's just put it that way. And if he did speak, it was to discipline you. So, um, and he, you know, he, the man works seven days a week. You know, so even on holidays, he was outside working on someone's car. Something. Right, exactly. But. House or car. Yeah, one of the <laughs> two or something. Yeah. Um, I mean, you got that many miles of feed you got to work seven days a week. But my mom was there more. She saw more things. We children as a collective saw things individually and in groups. And there were times when both parents were home that also saw things at the same time that we saw them and experienced them at the same time that we experienced them. So, but with your dad, it was more like he kept it to himself. Pretty much. He kept it to himself. I don't I don't know that he even knew how to wrap his head around it or even if he believed it. He was probably just he was busy. No, I say, well, talking to him now, you know, in older years, excuse me, he remembers those things. Oh, does he? Oh, yeah. OK. Oh, yeah. We've had we've had plenty of conversations about about the, the things that have happened, especially the one with the, the witchy looking woman. 
<laughs> oh yeah, with so the broken, we should talk the about broken, that. The broken thing. Yeah, so. you, we can. You can get to the stories. Okay. But now with your mom, and how did she feel about? So mom had this thing that this isn't the only home that we've lived in that things happened in. Mm. Okay. And our home, as far as a family goes, isn't the only home in the family that things happened in, and that people all saw things at the same time happening. Wow. So this, depending upon what it was and what was happening, would dictate how mom responded at that moment. But most of the time, she would be, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, oh, and, <laughs> and trying to grab all the kids. Okay, come on, come on, come on. And then trying to rush everybody into one room and shut the door. Okay, that was her usual response. And then pick up all the kids and leave and go stay at our uncle's house in D.C. Or spread us out through other relatives' homes and not go home for a while. After talking to someone after this one incident that happened when our brother, who doesn't believe in stuff, was born. And that's another thing. In the neighborhood where we met your family, things happened. And so she was told by a priest to open up a Bible, say, get some holy water sprinkled around the house and say prayers through every room and tell whatever it is to leave in Jesus name. Amen. And so that would be her resolve for these things, but they continued to happen. So at one point, did your mom just want to say, hey, let's pack it and just leave for good? Oh, well, yeah. And we moved a lot. But <laughs> yeah, you just but mentioned just a moment ago that it has happened in multiple houses. Right. Yes. It followed us. So what you're saying is <laughs> for the experiences that we've had in our houses, we can blame Lisa? No. Is that, is that where we're going no, with this? No, because things happened way before she was ever born. Well, but she brought it here with us. No, I didn't. I do you did have not. the thing that sits on your bed? We have the the bed sitting thing. John has experienced the bed sitting. I'm thing, so sick so of that the, was you. I am so sick of the bed sitting thing. I'm. I'm. It's. I only had the feeling of the cat, but he's had the feeling where the bed rock. I get the bed rock. Shakes. I get the thing where it feels like an animal has jumped on the bed. But the big, biggest thing was is the the feeling like something. And seeing, literally seeing the bed go down and George was like, whatever, whatever, until he actually experienced it for himself. Right. We talked about this before, but since we're here, <laughs> I want to bring it up. <laughs> nice okay. segue. At this moment. Okay. A segue because we're talking about your mom. Sure. Mm -hmm. That voicemail. Oh, the controversial the, voicemail. Yeah, controversial voicemail. Did you, you heard that, right? She heard it, but she doesn't believe it's mom, whereas Carlos and I believe it's her. And wait a minute, you have to refresh my memory. You all know that I'm, I'm, it was because I brought it up the last time because I, the show that we were doing, it just came to me to think about this. After your mom had passed, mm -hmm. maybe it was it a week or so later, Carlos got this voicemail on his phone. Was it her singing? No, it wasn't her singing. It, it, she was talking. We could only understand a part of it, and it was not an old voicemail. And you know, when she was in the hospital, they had her sedated. Mm -hmm. So there's no way at even the time frame that she could have called out of that hospital. Right. So Lisa and I were talking about that. And she said, Carlos, besides myself, 
Carlos and her are the only ones that believe that was her on that voicemail. Oh, yeah, you do too. John heard it the same night. Carlos called us in the middle of the night, not to repeat the story, but Carlos called us in the middle of the night and said, listen to this voicemail. And it said, um, what did it say? I'm just trying to call you, not yeah. picking up and then you, something. And that's all. And the rest of it, we could not understand. And the entire night, Carlos and I and John were trying to debunk where that, that call came from. Right. And it was from the hospital. But it was from Arlington Hospital, right? It was from Arlington Hospital. Something like that. And it just the phone kept ringing and ringing. And then we called there and asked for someone just called from this room and they were going, well, we don't know. I, I don't remember the end result, but yes, I was going, that sounds just like mom. And then I remember do, that. I do remember, remember that because Carlos let me listen to the voicemail and it did sound like mom. Oh, you thought it would sound like mom? But, yeah. But, so <laughs> we're waiting for the button. Well, no, no. So when he first told me about it, I thought that maybe it was the thing that I sent you guys where I had the last time I was in the car with her, where I was videotaping her with my little Lotus phone, which oh. wasn't the best recorder. Sure. And she, I recorded her. I took pictures of her. I recorded her talking, but I all, and she was fussing with somebody because her phone rang. But she was singing Al Green songs and singing no. and dancing with her hand in the air. And oh. I sent that to all of my siblings so that you all have it. And for some reason, nobody got it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't no, get it. this wasn't. There was so, no singing. It was like it sounded like she was trying to. She wanted to talk to somebody and tell somebody something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And as she, you can hear the first part of it. But then it kind of faded to where you couldn't understand what she was saying. Right. It was just kind of gibberish. Yeah. That That's it. He still has it. We should ask him to play it. I know. That's. Yeah. So you need to listen to it again to see what you what you think. We about asked it. one of our other sisters and she was like, no, nope, no, nope, that's not her. Absolutely not. And I said, kind of because it's so raspy. Mm-hmm. That's why. Right. So. It sounded exactly, you like know, that. like when she first w- would wake up, you know, mm-hmm. she smoked. So yeah. imagine mm-hmm. that voice. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I say, well, after they intubated her for um, to put that thing in her back, that her voice was raspy after that oh, okay. at the hospital. See, maybe she snuck a phone. How could she sneak a phone? Oh, she was already passed. Listen. She needed the phone in the morning. Yeah, she probably from upstairs. She she snuck the phone. All I'm going to say is that she came back to see me while I was wide awake, and George had just walked out the door to go out of town, and I'm sitting on the bed getting ready to change, turn the TV on to watch the news. And when she came to me, my whole back of my room—it was like something from a freaking movie. The whole back side, opposite side of my room, went completely black. And all I saw was this light thing coming through the window and it looked like something on fire taking the shape of a human form coming towards me. And she was like, don't be afraid. It's me. It's me, Deanne. It's me. And I'm like, who? And I started backing up. I started backing up on my bed. I mean, I literally was like trying to back into my, my headboard. And I was like, what, 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 who? And so when I started, when it started coming towards me and it's like things started lightening up to where I could see the form and it looked like mom from back on Fenwick Road when she was a little heavier and healthier. And I was like, mom? And she was like, yes, it's me, but I, I can only come this one time. And I'm like, wait a minute. 
you're over there burning and I feel nothing but heat coming from you, dude. Which way did you go? Yeah, <laughs> was, right. So I'm like, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, wait, you sure you ain't a demon pretending to be my mama? <laughs> no yeah. kind of thing. So anyway, long story short, she was like, no, she's like, I feel warm because when you die, we all become part of the light. We're all energy and we all join that energy again. She's like, but I can only come for the moment. This is the only time you're going to see me. I need to tell you something. And then Danielle yelled for me to come downstairs in the kitchen because her wife caught something on fire on the stove. And nice. she was like, no, don't go. I got to tell you. I got. I won't have another time to tell you. Right. And two weeks later, dad was diagnosed with prostate cancer. And two weeks after that, our eldest brother was diagnosed with kidney cancer. Wow. That's crazy. When you mentioned the heat, and you said the right thing when you said after that, because when people go into a room, you watch the ghost stories or the paranormal shows and things like that, they always feel cold. Mm-hmm. That's not energy because they said ghosts is because ghosts are manifesting. Mm-hmm. So you get this cold air, which can't be true because if we're energy, energy is heat. Yes. Even yeah calories burned in your body is heat. Mm -hmm. So we emit heat. Even our soul would emit heat. What if you're the devil? Well, then then you still be hot. Right. I guess. Exactly. But, and the only reason why I, the first time I just heard this just um, recently, the reason why people feel cold, because when they go in a room, they get chills and you, you know how you get the goosebumps up their arms and yeah. you get cold? Right. Because they get scared. Right. That's where it comes from. Oh. That's where everybody gets that. The blood leaves their body. Yeah, they get the cold feeling from sure. us because they're afraid. Right. Well, let's go back to the house. Sorry for the quick interlude. That's okay. Um, that We had the football. We want to get to something that's, I guess, everybody experienced that made your mom want the guys to hightail it out of there. The witch. Right. Okay. 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 Let me hear. She can lead. Okay. So... My mother had inherited a bunch of antique furniture from one of her great aunts, a house full of furniture, beautiful, beautiful pieces. My mother did not like antiques at all. She said that dead spirits stick to. She only said that's a nice piece of furniture. Yeah, yeah. she said she said it was nice and pretty, but she didn't want it in her house. You're right. But she did keep the dead lady's clothes. Okay. So anyway, long story short, some of the pieces were down in the basement. Some of the pieces were still out in the yard. And you're talking, you know, eight foot high, four or five foot wide wardrobes made out of solid mahogany sitting outside. She finally gets everything into the house. There's our two younger brothers. They're not the youngest, but the two closest, two youngest at that time. They were in the basement playing around. And what we found in some of the stuff down there, we found a Victrola. We found one that had the glass records. We found original comic books like the first Roy Rogers and the first, they were like the first edition of every like comic book, Superman, the big Superman comic books, the little ones, you name it. This woman was a collector and she had like first editions of different things. And she was your aunt? She was my mother's great aunt. Oh, your mother's great aunt. Right. So... Um, Sorry. No, this woman was not a hoarder at all. She just would collect things that she felt were going to be of value. And she wasn't and like. those are. Yeah. So yeah. in that drawer, it was like 10 comics. First editions of each comics. And you're talking like, you know, 1930s, 40s, 50s. Um, so 
and there were other things in there too. So they're downstairs playing around in the different things. And somehow the lady's fish tank got broken. And it was one of those big, like 150 gallon tanks sitting on a wooden stand. Was there fish in it? There was nothing in it because it had been emptied out and brought to our house. Okay. That night when we all went to bed, now, remember I told you how when you go towards the bedrooms, the first bedroom was a large bedroom. Mm-hmm. The second bedroom was my parents. Then you turn left and go up the stairs and you're in the L-shaped room and then the second room. So when you get to the very top of the stairs, there were two twin beds over near the window. Then there was a twin bed right in front of the bookshelf going into the next room, the larger room where our oldest brother stayed. At that time, our parents had, they still had the bedroom right next to the bathroom. And I can't remember who was in that first bedroom. I don't know. I don't even think anybody was in there at that point. Well, was this at nighttime? This was at night, but I don't think anybody was staying in that room because mom had all so much of that furniture and stuff in there. For some reason that night, I went up and got in the bed next to the um, bookshelf where Lisa and her twin were sleeping. I'm cuddled up with them. Our older brother's back in his room. The two younger brothers were in their beds. I just felt something weird. And you could hear like creaking. Like walking on the floor. Yeah. up this Coming up the stairs. Whoever it was, was actually cussing, right? You could hear them cussing, saying all kinds of foul you know, MFers, blah, 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 right? But it didn't sound like anyone in our household. And there wasn't really a lot of, there was fussing in our house, but there wasn't a whole lot of cussing going on in our home growing up. So I just kind of, I just had this weird feeling. And so I peeked up and I saw this body and long hair and this long draped looking like shawl kind of, thing that was, you know, just long. I mean, I even have one now myself, but it looked like, you know, like some kind of a a long sweater or I don't know what you would call it, a cloak um, over there, you know, and her, this body going from bed to bed. Doing what? Like looking over, like touching or pulling back the blankets, right? Looking at, like looking at the faces. And then it came over to the bed we were in. And I was like, oh my God, please don't let her realize I'm awake. And I was like, oh, shh. Then she goes back over towards the boys and I grabbed the twins and I jumped up and I start screaming and I'm yelling at the boys to get up, get up, get up. And we push by or through. And I don't remember if we everybody started felt, running down the steps, but we all yeah. ran down the stairs. The only one that didn't come was the brother that was in the back room knocked out. And we're like, oh my, we ran straight into brothers our, up there. Sorry, brothers. brothers up there, brothers up there. Sorry, brothers up there, brothers up there, brothers up there. But we ran straight downstairs into our parents' room and told them that there was a woman up there and she was trying to grab the kids. Now, what I remember of her, she had long fingernails that were painted red. I remember like red looking lipstick and dark hair and just the craziest looking eyes. Can't tell you an ethnicity. All I know it was that it was this this woman. That looked wild, and she looked angry. Her hair was wild. And her, uh, did yeah. you see her too, Lisa? I saw her too. Her hair was wild, but she yeah. was in all black. I don't remember her yeah, nails. Yeah, she was in all black. I remember the nails because I remember her pulling the cover down and oh. seeing the nails. So, but it's it, was it a solid figure? It, it was, was a solid figure. Yeah. It was like you walked in the room with the cloak on and let your hair all out. 
Okay. Like you so just walked up the step. Yeah. After you guys went downstairs to get your parents, where did this person go or? So we ran outside. Well, I remember running outside, mm-hmm. but you go ahead. So we were in our parents' room telling them and dad was like, what are you talking about? Go back to bed, blah, blah, blah. And, we're, and I'm like, no, dad, there's a woman in the house. There's a woman in the house. Dad got up and went to go get his thing. Yeah, yeah. We all know what the thing yeah, is. Yeah, the thing is. <laughs> Protection. Right, to go check the house out. He, so while we were in the room with our parents, while dad is getting his thing out and trying to calm us down, you heard someone screaming, like screeching, like, like, like a banshee kind of sound. You heard the running, like feet running down the stairs through the house. And then you heard like cabinets opening and closing and dishes throwing and slamming. And it was like somebody was in the kitchen taking all of our pots and pans and dishes and throwing them around and breaking glass in the house. So dad goes out, tells us to stay. He goes and starts looking around the house. And doesn't see anybody, but the dishes and stuff are all out. The doors are all to the cabinets and everything are all open. You know, everything's disheveled and stuff is turned up and turned, tossed and turned in the living room and through the house. But, you know, and there was one window that was broken, but he didn't see anybody. And he just told us to stay in there. And he walked around the whole house and didn't find or see anybody. I mean, how could you guys stay in that house after experiencing something like that? Wait, she's not done. What? Uh, no, I'm not done. So this happened a couple of nights in a row. So that's why you remember going outside. Running outside, yeah. Because we ran outside the the next time it happened rather than staying in the house. Yeah. So wait a minute. How did they get, did she just walk in the front door? So this we is what I'm- We don't know. Uh, I mean, I don't know. You may know. I'm going to get to that. So the two brothers and I were down in the basement looking at this lady's stuff. And when we go down there, that was when I saw the fish tank broke and it was just so weird that you got a glimpse of this woman sitting inside of the fish tank and it was broken the fish tank was broken and she was angry and we went running up the stairs the two brothers and i and we went outside (laughs) (laughs) she was angry and she was angry because they broke her fish tank when we went running outside i saw her in the attic running back and forth, throwing things. things. Yeah, yeah, you remember that? Mm-hmm. She was like throwing things. Like she was physically it. picking them up. She or? was, th- it was, I don't even know if she was even picking it up. It was, shit was flying. And we didn't have a lot of furniture upstairs, you know. It was bed. But it was like, you yeah. know, a couple of mattresses and box springs or whatever. But it was like you could see clothes and, and things flying Just back. Just flying, and, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, like Wizard of Oz type stuff, like you're in a tornado. So how long did that go on? It went on for a couple of days. And then mom did her whole take out the Bible and walk around the house. And I don't remember if she had sage or what, but I just remember her going from room to room, her and dad together. And I was like, well, let me do this with you. And we walked room to room reading from the Bible and telling this thing to leave the home. And when it left. Believe me, it was the whirlwind of stuff through the whole house just going and you could see it through the windows and hear her screaming and yelling through the house. And then she was gone. Did I throw that damn fish tank away? Yeah. <laughs> but mom not only threw the fish tank away, but she took everything, all of that furniture, set it out to the street, 
this guy comes driving by as we're putting the stuff out to the street and says, oh my God, are you all moving? This is some beautiful pieces or, you know, would you be interested in selling some? You can have that stuff. So my mom was like, well, you know, sure. He was like, how much do you want for it? She goes, give me $10. It's all yours. So he gave her his business card and he was in the antique business. And the wardrobe that I mentioned earlier, he sold that thing for a couple thousand dollars. Yeah. She well, was upset about the, that. She, I was like, Mom, you could have sold this and we needed the money. But No, but y'all wanted that juju out of the house. Hell yeah. 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 That was Please. just one of many stories. We could go on. Do you well, want we that? Wanna, <laughs> we may, like you said, we may have to break it up in a couple of, bring you back again, okay. tell the stories. But we want to get a couple of more stories out of it. Okay. Okay. You know, okay. I mean. Just on, what, that house, on that particular home? Well, yeah. Well, we can talk about other ones, but just this one right now. Okay. We're going to stick to this right now. The witch? No, this house. Oh, this house. Sorry. Sorry. So at that house, you know, like I said, you talked about the hat man. What has been the most impactful paranormal experiences that you've had? Cherie or me? You didn't even let me finish. Oh, sorry. So, Deanne, what's the most impactful so paranormal experience that you don't that you know, have? she goes by two names. Okay. They're Inter- both hers. Interrupt again. So, Deanne, what's the most impactful paranormal experience that you've had there? Oh, gosh. It's a tie between what I call the witch woman and the dirty old man. I say the witch woman really, really got to me because it was like, oh, my God, this thing is in our house and and going after my little siblings. And so, so what's the dirty old man? So the dirty old man, remember I told you that the colonel or whatever he was died mm-hmm. in the house and he had been working upstairs in the attic. The whole attic was finished except for the walk-in closet that you could enter from either bedroom. It wasn't until years later before we moved completely moved out of the house that we found a little trap door or at least I did inside the closet I actually had a lamp lamp and went in there and looked a trap door like back corner to the right yeah closer to the so well, where did it, was, door. it was yeah if so if you were coming in through um the door from the stairwell it would have been to your left of the of the door of the closet so if you're standing in the closet facing out look, looking at our brother's bed the yeah. younger brothers yeah. it would have been in the right hand corner Right. So okay. where did the trap door lead to? It just led to the eaves around the house. So it wasn't even like um it was like space in in the attic that wasn't so drywall. Was so space? it was upstairs. It was like a crawl, crawl space, space. Okay. behind the drywall and the outer part of the the roof, the corner area. So the house was built in the 30s and he was or military. Maybe, maybe 30s or 40s. Yeah, maybe because, you know, the World War II was in, was 40s, in the 40s. Right. So maybe he built that to hide. Well, no, no, no. These all, all these houses were built exactly the same. They were all military type houses. So no, but maybe he built it. Oh, yeah. No, no. Because the other houses had the same type of thing. No, no, not built the house. I'm talking about the upstairs. No, the closet area is the same in all the other houses. And they had the trap doors. They, yeah, they had that little little space where it's not. I call it a trap door, but a it's just a, it's like a little crawl space that they put a piece of wood up to cover it. Anyway, when I opened it up, there were doll babies and toys in there. Mm. See, there we go again. There's always the doll baby and toys. The attic and doll babies. Mm-hmm. I don't mess with. Right. So, I had seen the man 
And I thought I was seeing things and maybe it was just me. I came home between school and going to work. All the other kids were at school. My mom's older sister, who had never been to any of the homes we've ever lived in in our entire lives, was there visiting with my mom. And mom had taken this brother to the doctors that day. So um, I don't know what for, because he didn't seem to be sick, but he was upstairs playing. And I come into the living room and mom and my aunt are talking and we hear him upstairs fussing. And then you hear him hollering, mom, mom, make him put his clothes back on. He's nasty. Tell him to put his clothes back on. Mom's like, what? Who's upstairs with? with And this is a brother that don't remember anything. Right. Yeah. So he has some other issues that happened before when he was born. So I have to tell you about that, too. But that was at another place. So my mom and my aunt are like looking at each other and they tell me to go up first to see what he's talking about. And I get to the stairs and he's standing at the top of the stairs fussing at someone, shaking his finger and then putting his hands on his hips and fussing and telling whoever it was to put your clothes back on. You're nasty. You're a nasty old man. And then he looks at me and says, Deanne, tell him to put his clothes back on. Tell mom. I'm telling mom. You always do this. You always do this. You're always taking your clothes off. Don't nobody want to see that. Put your clothes back on. So I was like, who are you talking to? That man right there. I was like, well, what does he look like? And by this time, my mother is like five steps up behind me and my aunt is still standing at the bottom. She's like, I'm getting out of this haunted house. (laughs) Y'all can stay here all you want. And so he described the man. He's like, he's an old white man. I said, well, what do you mean he's an old white man? He's an old white man. I said, well, what does he look like? What is he wearing? He's got on a T-shirt now. He took his shirt off. I said, well, what kind of shirt did he have? So he described his shirt as a button-down shirt with short sleeves. And he described a pocket protector and pins in the pocket that he took the shirt off. Classic. And and he had glasses, that he was gray hair, and that he had on khaki shorts he was like um because he he, my brother had on pants that were a khaki color and he was saying that his shorts would look like my color and he was pointing to his pants but i was like well where how long are his shorts and he described right at the above the knee he said he had on a belt i asked him did he have on a belt he said yes i said what color is the belt he's like why (laughs) tell him to put his clothes on and I was like, well, wh- what clothes did he take off? And he's like, he took his shirt off. He took his pants off or shorts off. And he keeps taking off his underwear. And he keeps trying to get me to go in the closet with him. Ew. Wow. So, but did you guys see this person? I saw someone that looked like him up there once when I was laying down. But when he was talking about this When at he that was moment- talking about him at that moment. My mind says yes now that I saw it, but no. But my mother freaked out, and I'm like, we need to get him down and get him out of here. And um, that was when my mother moved the kids, well, the boys from up there in that room and put them down in the room when you first come in on the right. So that's when she moved them down there. So with that one, how many times did that appear, and did anybody else see it? So you didn't, but um, our your twin saw it. Our other brother saw him and they said the same thing that he's always taking his clothes off and trying to get them to come in the closet with him. He was a toucher. 
tell you. He's attached. Yeah, I say, well, That's honestly. nothing to laugh at. It, it is. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> says stuff like right? that. It's true, man. I mean, right. come on. But the on, thing it, is, is the it, feeling. So, hold on. We talked That's about. That's nothing to laugh at. But we talked about the afterlife. So he enjoyed touching little kids so much. He wanted to come back and do it again. <laughs> he wanted to come back. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry for laughing because it's not funny, but it is. Yeah. I think so. The funny thing is about that is going into that closet always, always made me scary. feel uneasy. Even always. walking past it always made you feel like there was something watching you, that there was in something there. there. Just even being upstairs, period, and being in the house, period, but going up there anywhere in near that, that closet. closet. But did anyone see something come out of that closet? The man was what they, what this, the brothers, the two younger brothers and the little sister saw come out of there. Yeah. You know what? She sure did. Because she would always talk about that. I just thought about that. She sure did. And I never saw it. I thought she was weird. Because we were in there playing with, remember, he used to um, do artwork. Mm -hmm. And we were in there touching stuff when we were supposed to. And she was over there talking to somebody. And I said, you're so weird. I went to tell on her. So you mentioned earlier that. I didn't even think about that till just now. That's so weird. That your one of your brothers slept in the closet? Is yes. it the same closet? I mean, that yes. closet same is closet. huge. Yes. I mean. It, it, so, but what does he say about that? It could be did another he, room. Did he experience anything in this closet? So he may or may not say anything about it. I can tell you what I saw in changes in him when he moved into that closet. Because before he moved into that closet, he was like always like this happy, jovial, you know, go lucky person. His artwork was always upbeat and happy and, you know, or just it, it didn't have any kind of like negative vibe. And most of his artwork was doing, you know, aliens and and dealing with martial arts and, and Frazetta kind of stuff. Things that you would see on Mad Max right. uh, magazine or what was that other one that had Frazetta, um, Rolling, not not Rolling Stone, what, that had, had that crazy artwork and stuff on the front. Oh, um, heavy metal. Heavy metal. So he did artwork along that line. Yeah, I remember some of his stuff. Right. So uh, I remember the staying up until two and three in the morning, posing. Posing. Yeah, yeah, doing these freaking, nothing like having to stand there with your foot up in the air doing a sidekick for over an hour to two hours. And every time you try to let your leg down, it's like, no, no, put it back. His artwork went from that to doing very demonic stuff. and. He became very sullen and very cynical and, you know, just, I would never say he would say or act like he was going to hurt himself, but he just became mean and mean-spirited and his artwork reflected that. It was negative. It was demonic. And, um, but he never mentioned anything about no. Something being in the closet? No, he didn't. And so it was like something had taken over him. And then he started listening to demonic type music. And especially he would play the theme to The Exorcist over and he over loved that. and over he loved and over it, again. He? Wow. But it wasn't until he moved into that closet. Yeah. You're talking. We're saying closet like it's small, but. No, the closet was big enough to put huge. a queen size bed in there and walk around it. Yeah, it was, it was huge. This closet 
maybe from our it's couch like a walk to here. In closet. Yeah, it was a walk-in closet, so, and you could enter from either from either end. Either side. And this is the sorry, it's like huge. you said earlier, that you could make a, a, a total circle. Yeah, on the upstairs. I said you house. Yeah, yeah circle. <gasps> yeah. So I mean, with this, the toucher. How long did he hang around? <laughs> Apparently, he was there the entire time because remember, this house was his for decades and then he died in it and sat abandoned for a long time. Wow. Yeah. So, how many years did you guys totally live in a house? Let's see. I want to say Five? eight. Mm, mm, let's see. From 70, 73, 74 until 81. 81. Wow. Yeah. That was the longest we had lived. I'm Anywhere. still 28. And just, he was still there just, when you guys left. As far as I don't we know, know. But when I tell you that when they l- used to lock us, <laughs> that's another story. We, used, we got locked out of the house by accident a couple of times when we were moving because we were still going to the elementary school. Mm-hmm. And we only went into the kitchen and the bathroom and then sat on the porch and waited for our parents to come get us to take us to Fairfax. We were not playing with that house because so we knew somebody just, was in there. Why are you knock on the door and ask Teddy Toucher to open it for you? <laughs> <laughs> My gosh. Jeez. We knew. And you know what's funny is my brother did not go in the house at all. He went out. To, if he had to go in, it was it was a must that he went in. But we... So, but but we still any, had the hose out front. So if you needed water, like um, you know, over time, at some point, people end up in the house by themselves. Did anybody? What do any you mean? of you guys like everybody's out to the store, and you were at soccer practice, and somebody dropped you off, and you're at home by yourself. I mean, was anybody ever alone in the house? Um. Mm. Well, I was during the day when I skipped school. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, stuff like that. So, yeah. but did things happen then? Um, no, but it was just the eerie. really weird, eerie feeling that you just wanted to hurry up and get back out. Yeah. Um, wow. like when we moved, we it was only the us four left, and we were after school. After my mom would get off from work, she would come get us because we hadn't transferred schools yet. And to go inside of that house, it was. Um, no, I was still living there. When we moved out, moved to Yorkville. No, it was gone. Remember, everybody was gone. We're, we didn't move schools so, until like. The, so is this the same house that you had the hat man story? That's the very same house. Yes. Okay. So with that, I don't want you to tell retell the story of the hat man. Sure. But she was in the bed with you. She did. She didn't wake up. So from your recollection, Deanne. That's my account of the story. <laughs> From your recollection, Deanne, what did you notice, if anything at all? So the one night that I remember in particular, I was in the bed and I wasn't feeling good. And I think I had worked all day and I came home and I got in the bed. Mind you, I went to work at a very young age, but I'm laying in the bed and I remember her coming in and she kept asking me to lay down with me. And I so she's in the bed with me and we're cuddled up. She was behind me at first, hugging me. And then she kept moving around and moving around. And I'm yelling to her because she's moving around and moving around. Then she I'm threatened like, to kick me out. Yes, I did. If she didn't lay still. The other one had come in and got in the bed for a few minutes and then she left. And I just remember I like dreaming because sometimes I'd start dreaming before I actually fall asleep. And just hearing her trying to wake me up, saying that there was somebody in the room and 
telling me to wake up and her pushing me and whispering to me to wake up, wake up. And I just know that whatever it was, it felt like, you know, I was, I could hear her. I could see her. I could see this dark shadow. I could see the hat on this dark shadow. It was like, like a Billy Jack hat kind of thing. <laughs> Who's Billy Jack? <laughs> Remember who you ate in yourself? So... So Whoever it was he more is, so he, 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 F, wide, a wide brim hat. Wide brim wide hat. Brim. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> and I could not move. It was like I was paralyzed. I could not move. I could not respond. I could not say anything. But I could hear her calling for me. And it was like, I'm like, you know, trying to mentally say something to let her know. And it seemed like the thing looked away from her to me at some point. But it bit her in her head. It was like trying to get her, but it, it bit her in the top of her head. It bit me. And she screamed, and it went out the window or the door or went somewhere, but it went out. It was gone. And when she screamed, it was like once that thing left, it was a few moments, but that was when I could wake up. Hmm. And she was already upstairs uh, ready. So... That she keeps saying upstairs where we were was in that first bedroom. Yeah, the first bedroom. But daddy and daddy and mom had in the basement. Remember they, they moved. Had, remember that accordion thing. thing? Yeah, they had moved down they to moved the basement for that while. Mm-hmm. So dad's yelling at me, and he again goes to get his thing and goes looking around the house and doesn't find he anybody. He's mad at her. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go there. But yeah, so I'm getting in trouble because some man came in the house and tried to steal his baby, and I'm telling him that I could not wake up, right? And she's saying it bit her in the head, and my mom starts looking through her hair. And there's blood in her head. And when they cleaned it up, it was teeth marks, the shape of a of human teeth, like a mouth in her head. So mom put peroxide and, and stuff on it and some neosporin or whatever. And she kept forever talking about that bad man biting her in the head. And she was afraid to go to sleep. Mom and dad, after that, moved back upstairs. They moved into the front bedroom. Because remember, they thought he came in through the bathroom window because right. the bathroom window, window led to the back, the back porch. So the where the bedroom was at was at the let was at at a level of at the, the level ground. when you right. when you would go inside of the house. It was at level, right. and it was that bedroom was on the side of the house. It was like, well, that one the the windows to the bedroom faced the front of the house, and it had a window to the side. The so, side, yeah, right. So it was to the right of the front door, and it was the larger of the two bedrooms on the first floor. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's... And we had just moved in there. That was going to be your room, so there wasn't much in there but the sheet. People that had experience with the hat man, they always said if someone else was in the room, that they couldn't wake them up. Yeah. I could not wake her up. I tried everything. And see, I I never heard that. I have never even heard of this hat man story um, until I saw you your post on your podcast about it and I had to comment because you know I was like wait a minute so I I remember I this happening thing. I didn't know it was a thing either but to actually experience that and I didn't know anything about this not waking up stuff but it's like yeah that was that was a really crazy crazy thing and that was what made our parents move back move their bedroom on to the upper level floor to the main floor. And see, what the hat man is different because a lot of people have heard of shadow people. Mm-hmm. 
but shadow people is just like a the word the shadow. shadows right. no Dark this was shadows. solid but the hat man appears as a solid figure but no one ever sees how he manifests it's he just, was just kind there. of that bama was just it's, there it's just kind of comes in and you just see him there yeah it was like but so, no but there's hasn't been any reports about him biting people him attacking people. Why did well, he attack I've heard, me? I've heard attacks on oh, people, have but you? not biting. Oh. He bit me. So he bit me. What I remember is him, it was like he floated into the room. It wasn't even like he walked. It was like he just he kind just of floated there. across yeah. the floor towards the bed. It's like in slow motion. Yeah. And it was weird because it, it seemed fast. like he was by the, by the bedroom door. Then all of a sudden he was like over here on the side, closer to the window. Yeah. It was like it was like he just popped from one space to the other yeah. and then came towards the bed. Yeah, and that's the similar to the accounts of stories that I've seen of the Hat Man. The way he kind of moves around, mm-hmm. it How doesn't much? doesn't move. He he just kinda doesn't blinks. walk. But you just <laughs> that Bama. from here and from there in just a second. Right, it's like you blink and he's right on you. Yeah, and that's the way it was. It was like blink and he's like right there now yeah on top of you which is weird and he came from the bathroom area when he cut that corner like this he cut that corner remember i was showing you cut that (laughs) corner but what's so weird about it is it's always an open door it's an open door that bama and it was a light because i always had to have the hallway light on because i was the only one that was a big scaredy cat in that house and I always ask for a light to be on. But you know what? My memory is but, the light was on in the room. No, it was in the hallway. I just remember the light being bright in the room and fussing with you because you want I wanted the light off and you wanted the light on. No, it was in the yeah, hallway. Yes, so at some point that light must have been off because he's he never appears. He it was in the hallway because that's how I saw him. Was bright. Yeah. The shadow people will appear if there's light in a room, but the hat man never appears when there's light. Yeah. Actually, no, no, that's right. So he it was dark appear. where he came yeah. from, and then the hallway yeah. light. So, and that's why that's why people can see him because He's, it's always if you if you've ever go back and see pictures of him, you'll see him in a doorway in or a doorway. closet, and mm-hmm. it's just a little bit of light illuminating on him, so you can see him. Most people never see it, a face, and if they do see a face, they'll see either red eyes or teeth, mm-hmm. sharp teeth, yeah. and that's it. Yeah. I need to find out. I probably should do a, a hypnosis like we were talking previously. Well, but even if you did hypnosis, I mean, it probably still wouldn't give the, you know, defining features of his face. But I'm saying like maybe like investigative reporting, maybe I might find So you'll find him? Yeah. Look, find out who he is. No, Why'd he do that to me? Saying, right. No, you don't want to find him. Why'd he bite him. me? You know, you what just was the purpose? You want him to stay where he is unless you can bite him back. Exactly. That's true. I, I will wear him out this day. <laughs> I'm right? scared of him. I'm I'll so terrified. But I'm telling you, <laughs> I will wear him out. But how long have you, have I been telling that story hey, to you? For a long time. Probably since I've known you, which is what, my whole life? No. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess, but it's, but when I it's, begin the story, people go okay, and that's and that's where I was actually going to go to because people don't want to tell stories like that because they're afraid of what somebody else is going to say or right. think about them. Yeah. But it's when these stories started to break, and I think that was in the eighties or nineties. Nineties, I believe. With the Hat Man, more and more people started to come out with stories like, 
as when I was a little kid, this happened to me. Right. And most of the stories, just like everything else, it's always the children. Yeah. So the hat man will come to kids and it will come periodically and some more frequent than others. Yep. And some, and it, it'll stop. Mm-hmm. And some will actually come back when they, they're adults. Wow. Let me tell don't do that. Mm-mm. I didn't hear about no adult nothing. Right. So I hope not because I still live in fear when, remember I told you the, um, the oven light, the, yeah. the, I can't do that because it scares me. It's near our room. So I don't, I don't like that. I can do particular night lights, but I cannot do doorway lights. Yeah. That's not going to work for me. I'm, I'm terrified that that will happen to me again. I'm serious because I always look, do you know, like, uh, I can't remember what resort we stayed at. Maybe it was Bonnet Creek. I want to say. No, we stayed there most of the time when we go to Florida. So is that the one with the, from our bedroom and then the, um, it goes through the bathroom and then the bathroom goes out to the front door? Yeah, that's one of the rooms. Was that Bonnet Creek? Yeah. So remember the kids were going back and forth using our bathroom and their bathroom. And every time when they leave that light on, I would see it in the doorway and I would go, did we leave that door open? And I'm sitting there looking, you, you are Oh, out. that was Palm Air. Was that Palm one Air? with that bathroom that we can go into both sides was Palm Air. Are you sure? Yeah, Fort Lauderdale, Palm Air. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure because the master bathroom in um Right there where was the on jacuzzi the is. And then you go to the bathroom. Yeah, but there wasn't a second door. There's, There's always a second a shower. door to go to the. That was in Palm Air. I'm trying to tell you. We've oh, okay. stayed at Bonnet I, Creek. I believe you. So much. Well, whatever it is, I know that I was scared. Just looking at that door because I was waiting for somebody well, to cut that like corner. I, like, I, like I said earlier, that was an impactful, uh, yeah, I said the right word. The witch yes. and the impactful, hat man were impactful, impactful to me. It resonated. Lasting paranormal experience. Lifetime. Yeah. I'm never for, going to forget that. I think the witch for me, I have two other events that um, were more impact, were, that were more impactful, but they didn't happen at this house. So I can save those two for another Which day. house? I know. The 12th Street house um, in D.C. Oh, prior to my birth. Prior to you. And then when we lived in Hollywood Manor um, after Uncle Buster died in Vietnam and the thing that came through the window when we lived near the cemetery. Yeah, yeah that well, might be another story yeah, for another we'll, time. We'll yeah. <laughs> but is this house still there? Yes, the house still is there. still there. And people live in it. People live in it. It's, it's passed hands a couple of times. Um, but yeah. And just like our house in Gainesville, I want to go back and because our house was on the market last. Was it was the last just month? on the market last month. I, I swear, I wanted to. If we could have moved back there, that ghost would probably have been didn't happy just to move see us. There, that could be a nice property for. But rental. I want to knock on the door and ask those people if they had any had experience in that house. No, you just know who we like should you ask should it's Jorge, Jorge's family. Because uh, you know, I I wonder. That's not his that, real name. I wonder if the house you guys lived in at that point, it's, if people still have experiences in that house. I wonder I about that. I, I, Yeah, you would think that they would. And second, the other thing is, is that backyard backed up to that church that was spooky, too. That church was, well, you know the church, yeah, Knox the church. church. That mm-hmm. church was always spooky to me. It was like there was something oh, wait, that wasn't demonic? right about it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Do you remember mom used to leave us there for babysitting in the back where the basketball court was and you go down them steps? I mean, I said, this looks like a coat closet. I know. That's they where, have us down that's here. That's where Damien Omen went to church. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. You're 
Don't do that. That's not funny. They're crazy. There were some badass kids there. That I can tell you. No. Those kids in that neighborhood were fantastic. Nope. (laughs) They were. Didn't you go there too for babysitting or no? Hell no. No? No. I don't remember mom sending y'all to that church for babysitting. I remember y'all going there supposed to be for recreation or something. No, that was Graham Road. So... I because rem- I do remember that it had the basketball court or something behind it, basketball and then court. It had the church. The basketball court that, right here. And that then graveyard, the- that that church didn't have a graveyard, did it? No, it didn't. No. Hmm. And if it, mm-hmm. those wait, houses where the playground was, there was something before they put the playground. Yeah, there was, but I don't remember what it was. I say, but I always felt like there was bodies buried there somewhere. That's I'm what I'm, you, uh, we, where the playground talk, is. I bet you there's dead we, bodies. There, we talk seriously. about this all the time that, you know, contractors will build on top of dead bodies. On they did that bodies. on Guinea road. Look at that hundred it was 175 Who's slave Guinea? corpses down Guinea? Uh, in Fairfax, Fairfax Guinea road. Yeah. Um, Going to of, Springfield. Yeah. Off of two thirty-six, not too far from, Pleasant Valley Cemetery in Northern Virginia Community College. Is that the one one of our uncles was talking about where there were slaves and stuff? No, I don't know. I don't know. But I know that they that when they went to Widen Guinea Road here about 10 years or so ago, they found over 100 and some odd close to 170 some odd skeletal remains of slaves that Fairfax County Department of Transportation paved over their bodies. Yeah, because if they get the permits to do it, the contractors are going to go, well, whatever. Right. But by law, they're supposed to stop as soon as they, they see it. When they're, as they're soon as they see it, they're supposed to, but they but don't. I know a lot of times they give them that go ahead. Don't worry about it because mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. not in any records anywhere. Right. So right. who can prove it? Right. Right. That's true. So it'll cost more money for you to exhume them, figure out who they are. Mm-hmm. To bury, see where that family, if there's any existing family, to bury those remains. Right. So no, they build right over top of them. Yeah. I guarantee, because I, I say that all the time. A lot of these houses ha- that have these crazy paranormal experiences are probably on top of bodies and graveyards. Oh, yeah. So does the hat man come back and say, y'all are on top of my people? Probably not. He's he's a whole different character. Right. I don't know who he is. But you, you know researched they, it even more than me. But, when but I found you, it, I said, I'm not the only one. But you know what actually they've actually talked about is that he toes the line in between dimensions. Mm. That's why he can pop in and out of existence. And mm. that's why he's so solid. Because he almost. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Unlike, kind of, well, what about the witch lady? Un, unlike, the shadow, unlike the shadow, unlike the shadow, she was people. solid. Yeah. She was a person. Well, I can't. I've never seen no witches, so I can't except for Sabrina. So she, that's the name that we gave her because she that's was just she all in black, right? In her hair. So yeah. I don't even know if she had a hat on. No, Did she you? didn't have a hat on. She just had. I just remember she, wild. She hair. just had long, dark, like gray and black looking long. On my hair on on a on a, a human man. day, right? You know, wiry hair like the witchy poo from Bugs Bunny, but thicker and longer. Just wiry hair that was all I over know. the place. Did you guys have bad dreams after that? Uh, yeah, I always have bad dreams at that house. Yeah, I always I'm still. But what what about to this day? Well, if you're sleeping at nighttime, you ever think about it? I or do on occasion. Just that man. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've I've had so many crazy things that have happened and I've always had weird dreams. So No, but I do listen for I listen for random things that have always followed us, like the water turning on. Yeah. So if I hear it, I always try to debunk it. Did it come from the neighbors or is that us? Right. Because then if it's us, then I'm going to wake up John and say, there, whoever it is, is back. Because everywhere we lived, there's been water turning on and we can't figure it out. It's not a, a plumbing issue where there's pressure no. where the water automatically turns on. Right. The actual, you have to turn it, physically turn physically it off. Physically turn it off. Yeah. Right. And it turns off by itself. Yeah. Yeah. So those are what I listen for in the middle of the night. I go, hey, what is, hmm. And then. Yeah. yeah, my thing is, is the hearing, you know, listening for the footsteps going up or down the stairs or coming down the hallway, um, you know, doors opening and closing when they shouldn't. If the door's already shut and the door opens, we got a problem, which has happened. And even in where I'm staying at now, I was laying in the bed and I heard the doorknob jiggle and my husband and our roommates weren't home. That's mommy. She said, let me in. You know, no, but it sounded, it sounded like somebody walked up the stairs and came to my door and jiggled the door handle. Wow. Yeah, and that's happened on, on more than one occasion. That's why I'm moving. Heck yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, these, maybe, maybe it follows some people. Before we wrap it up, the, yeah. at work, oh. I've only been in this office yeah, you for have to tell that story four months. This is off topic from the house, but I'm going to tell this story real quick. I stay at work late sometimes in the evening and there's no one in the office, especially when COVID was at its peak. Yeah. There was no one in the building because all the other offices were closed. Right. And I do have a witness because one of the nurses that I work with stayed one night too and kept, well, one evening and kept hearing noise. But I sit at that desk. It is dead silent. Yeah. He it's, called me. It's quiet. This is the last time I called. Oh, no, but oh, it happened okay. again. But it was this dead silence. And then you just hear stuff shuffling around. Yeah. Like, what the hell is that? And even again, the one day the nurse was there, what's that? And I go, it's, it's something in this place. So fast forward to last week, I'm sitting there at my computer and I hear shuffling and I'm, no, it wasn't shuffling. The lights started flicking on and off. Motion. Mm -hmm. We have motion sensors on these lights, but the sensor on the light only, it doesn't turn on and off. So they're not motion sensors. Oh. They don't turn on and off when you walk in and out of the room. You actually have to turn them on. But there's a sensor on them with probably a timer mm -hmm. after a certain amount of time. It'll shut off. It'll shut the lights off. Right. If no one's walking around. Right. I'm sitting, and most of the time when those timers, when the lights turn off, they don't turn back on, even if they're sensors, unless right. someone walks past them. Right. Oh, right? okay. We have those in our bathroom at work. Yeah. So I'm sitting there, and I see the light go, and I thought, oh, I was like, wow, the girl at the front desk is still here. Mm -hmm. Maybe she's, because she turns off the lights. So the lights just kept going click. Click, 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 on and off. I'm like, what the hell is that? Wow. And the rest of the lights are just... Planes and they're connected. That's the thing about it. Oh, wow. These lights are connected to each other. Yeah. Certain segments of the light where this the one was going on and off. Because I turn that one off every time I leave. It turns off the light by the back door where we go out and the nurses station. Right. So I'm just still sitting there. And then I hear we have this crash cart with our defibrillator across the desk. 
And it sounded like somebody was fiddling around with the crash cart. And then somebody was walking behind me. I could hear because we have some of the runners that are on the floor. Yeah. Walking behind me. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Oh, my God. And then it just kept making noise. And I called her and I said, they couldn't barely hear it, but I recorded it. Mm Mm-hmm. He you said, can, can you hear? And I said, no, I can't But when hear. I heard her, you can hear the tapping of when I was my mouse, uh-huh. but you can hear the other sounds every now and then. I said, it doesn't have very, happen very often, but you can hear other sounds. And I said, I told her, I said, that's not me making oh. that noise. Wow. And there's nothing, no fans, there's nothing that we can move around. The other day, the same thing again. I'm in this office, but I'm working at one of the back offices and I'm, I'm all done. I'm about to wrap up. I hear this like, like really fast, hard walking down the um thing. So I look out cause I was about to come out. It was one of those things where I was wrapping up my stuff and I was getting ready to walk out the room and I went to go out the corner and I heard the, the and I would, I would step back a little bit because I thought someone was going to be walking past me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is this? There was nobody. I said, is one of the doctors still here? I looked all around the office. There's no one in that office. Wow. But now, Gosh. I, I hear that consistently when I'm You need there. to record it. But at, like, like the last time, you couldn't hear it when I recorded video it. Video record it. What's the video going to do? Pan it around. Now the sound goes. You know what I mean? We watch all these shows and people don't believe it because I can add footsteps to this. No, I can ha- add haunted I ghost sounds it, ben, to this. And that's all that matters. But yeah, it, it happens. It happens consistently when I stay there by myself at night or in wow. the evening. And it's, it's where it is, is, is in Aldi. And what was in Aldi before? Nothing. Farm. Farm. Farm, Farm and grapes. Well, wait a minute. So back up, even before there was an Aldi, remember this was all native land at one time. Yeah. 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 That's true. Because I remember driving that, where I work, I remember driving in that area. For those that don't know, we live probably 40, 45 minutes out of D.C. We live in Virginia. Virginia's still part of the South. Northern Virginia, please. And, but Virginia, I don't give Southern. a F if it's Northern Virginia <laughs> it's or still, not. Right? It's still part of the South. And, and if you yeah. go further into Virginia... Yeah. Even northern Virginia, there was nothing but farmland. That's, That's right. true. That's very true. There That's are dairy true. farms all around up in here. Everywhere. Right. When we were kids when we were little. So it's been built up over the whatever amount of years since I've been living here. Gentrification. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, they built a hospital there that people didn't even know about. I mean, and what happened to all these all these farms and all these, again, things that were out there. There, when I, when people reply back to the post, there in my group for my old employer uh, in Tyson's, they were talking about it on the third floor where I work and on the, um, I, I can't remember the floor. I want to say the second that there were appearances and they actually named the person. So in the building figure. that you worked in? Yep. And I want to see. And some people have, have uh, seen her on the pond, in the pond area. I'm telling you, I can guarantee because that was nothing but farm, too. It was nothing but farm. I can guarantee you because we've mentioned this multiple times before that people buried their, buried their family on, their, farm. on sure. their property. Yes, they did. Yeah. Yes, they did. Look at that right there at Nutley and Lee Highway. That was farmland, and that the old couple that owned it 
Still graves are still their, there. Their graves are still there. Can Everything's you imagine been built how, around it. Could you imagine how many that are still there besides them too? Okay. So, but you know, going back to that, I, I do think that a lot of these places are built on top of graves. Mm-hmm. So they are. Maybe well, that's the, the reason same. why I brought her up is because when we went to her house, just in Fairfax, which was rare that you saw graves still in people's yards when you drove up mm-hmm. because and we still in, have them in Gainesville. Certainly, but here. you didn't see it in Fairfax. Did right. you see graves in people's yards in Fairfax? Well, it depends on how old the neighborhood right. is. Right. Well, that's my well, point. I mean, so like near Fairfax. In the Indiana and Dunloring area, you, you'd see it on oh, occasion. Well, yeah. And I mean. Depending. Yeah. Even, even in, in Fairfax and Falls Church. Uh, well, I've never lot. seen it. Yeah. I say, but it, it just depended upon where you were and how far back in the woods the house was. Sure. This one was on the main road. All right. So to wrap up, so I guess we all believe in ghosts. <laughs> At this point, right? just just to wrap it up. The Fenwick Roadhouse. Our takeaway is. <laughs> yeah, we, yes, we believe. But we're going to go ahead and wrap this show up. I know, I don't even know how long we've been rambling about this, but Forever. they were, they were, Give me a good word instead of um, good or interesting. Come on, give me a word. You're the word police. Go ahead, Sheree. <laughs> what am I looking for a word for? A word because well, he always says say interesting. interesting or, he says uh, interesting every five minutes. Hmm. What is a good word for interesting? Um, so the stories yeah, that we, <laughs> that uh, Lisa and thank again, thank you again, Deanne. Uh, These stories were extraordinary. I enjoyed them. Worth listening to. They're definitely worth listening because I've heard bits and pieces of the stories, but they have plenty more stories. So what we'll do at some point, we'll bring you back again and we'll talk about more of them. Other houses, I guess. Yes. Yes. Not me because I only had that. Okay. So... (laughs) You guys out there, if you do Mostly. have any experiences that you'd like to share, especially if you're in Virginia, I want to start hooking up with some of the paranormal groups out here in Virginia. Um, if you do, do you have any... stand out? What? Nothing. Uh, why do you always interrupt me when My I'm apologies. trying to wrap oh, it up? Okay. Thank you I need to, to get our that special Dave guest. Cha- <laughs> I need to get that Dave Chappelle thing. You know how the Grammys and all that do? Yes. Wrap it up? Okay, I'm trying to wrap it up. So all wrap right. it up. So if you guys guest. out there have any stories to share, any... Like, share, subscribe. Like, share, subscribe. Send the stories to jwcarterfilmworks at gmail.com or join the Facebook group Mysteries and Beliefs Podcast with John Carter. And you're about to say something? Yes. Thank you, Cherie, Deanne. You're welcome. Thank coming. you guys for having me. And, and how do you feel about if sharing? If I'm not mistaken, it? I said that a few. How do you? Yeah, he did. You, you, kept you, interrupting. you know what? How you can you tell feel? that you two have been married for a long time. It's funny. Oh. Uh, seriously. <laughs> how do you feel? Uh, being on the mic um, I pretty much wasn't paying attention to the mic being there I was just See, paying attention it, because to it's a conversation yes, that's exactly. it. this is face. this is what this all is all about it's a conversation sure that's it well I appreciate it we discuss you. a lot so of stuff yeah. I try to throw a little bit of science into it because I'm into the science but for the most part it is a conversation intriguing and with that Captivating. note, we'll go back again. Oh, like, so share, wrap it up. subscribe, if comment. If you want to be a part of the conversation, if you have anything to add, just email me or join. 
Until next time. Bye.